Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Phone Box podcast with me, Emma Conway, and I genuinely thought no one was going to listen to this podcast. I thought it was going to be my dad, Grandad Rog, my mom, Nanny San, maybe my sister, knew my husband wouldn't listen to it. Let's be honest, he still hasn't listened to it. So if you tuned in last week and you had no idea who I was and you're like, why is this woman just announcing to us, to us hi, I'm Emma, much like, you know, a Madonna or a Prince and we're supposed to know who the heck you are. I mean, you don't know who I am, but I am Emma Conway. I'm also known as Brummy Mummy of Two. I was bowled over by the reception on the podcast. I was, um, as the youth say, shooketh. I don't even think they say that anymore. I could go and ask my 12-year-old if people still say shooketh and she would just roll her eyes and walk out the room. But I'm going to say, I was shooketh. had no idea. So each week I am going to be interviewing a different guest. I've got guests in their 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s from different walks of life and we're going to be reminiscing. We're going to be taking a little stroll down nostalgia lane. I don't think that's a catchphrase. I'm trying to make it a catchphrase. We're going to stroll down nostalgia lane and we are going to talk about what life was like for them growing up as a teenager some episodes will be super funny like knee deep in life last week some will be a bit more heartwarming some you know there's some bits that are a little bit sad because being a teenager do you know what isn't great for everybody is it but i really hope you stick around and i'm i am i do apologize that i kind of turned up so so cockily and was just like hey i'm emma and um, but because i genuinely thought uh nobody would listen to it but now you're here you may as well stick around for another episode also I'm Brummy Mummy of Two on all social media. If you ever want to direct me- message me about the podcast, suggest a guest, bring up a topic you'd like me to talk about, I don't know, just reminisce back in the day about stuff you loved, please do. Please tag me in. I, you know, I love sharing people listening to the podcast. That is fantastic. So this week is Sarah Turner, a mumsy mum, best-selling Sunday Times author. Currently, her novel, Stepping Up, is one of Richard and Judy's flipping books you know them books and they say these books are great it's one of them it's one of them Richard and Judy back in the day oh my gosh I'd have been like overwhelmed if that had happened to me so that is what she is she is a great lady but I'm going to tell you something now 
Sarah and I's friendship knows no time boundaries because this woman is a decade younger than me, a whole decade. So she is educating me on things about inflatable chairs. I don't know anything about inflatable chairs. And she's telling me all the good things about the noughties. So stay tuned and listen to this episode and I will see you for a chatter tea at the end. Hello, Sarah, aka Unmumsy Mum. Welcome to the Phone Box podcast. The first question I'm going to ask you, like I ask everybody, is what year is it and where were you living when you turned 14? What phone box are you phoning from? I was living in my hometown of Launceston in Cornwall at 14. And uh, it was, no, you said this would happen. I was able to do the math. I said work it out the math. It was, I was 14 in 2001. 2001 you were a baby the height of the Spice Girls fever was it 2001 yeah it was uh Spice Girls Bewitched um, still All Saints and some of the other some of the other girl bands like um Tommy Kitten yeah and like Precious and some of these other like uh what was the other one Mystique remember the honeys um yeah so that was that was my era. Uh, and yeah, there was a phone box. The phone box that I'm picturing, um, there were actually there were quite there were quite a few phone boxes back in the day, but probably be one probably be the one in town, in the town centre. Was it a nice red one or was it a battered BT no, one? BT it was a grey BT one. Did it have little holes where people had put cigarettes in and <laughs> burnt it into the plastic? Oh lovely. So you didn't have a phone when you were 14, or was phones did phones exist then, mobile phones? I was on, so 14 was really like the cusp of like some of my friends were starting to get mobile phones, mm. like mobile phones with the little aerials. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have one until the following year. So it was pre, it was pre, yeah, pre-mobile phones. Pre-fit pre mobile phones, pre-social media. What were you like at 14? Were you cool, Sarah? I mean, I've seen some of the pictures and I'm like, that's one cool. <laughs> that's one cool kid. <laughs> See the pictures and you've gone, wow, what a babe. Uh, no, Emma, I was not cool. Um, I was in school, uh, super geeky, Aww. really academic, um, like prop. I mean, you just you only have to see the photos to know that I was. <laughs> like my my uh my pre-teen and teen early teen years were not kind to me I had massive glasses I had a fringe that started like at the back of my head and seemed to come all the way to my eyelashes like a helmet lovely I never had any time off school so I would wear a little attendance badge oh nice did you have any jobs at school you're like a librarian or a a monitor of course you were I was a school librarian um I was on the school council I volunteered for that to go and have meetings with the head teacher to talk about uniform policy, etc. Uh, so, but fourteen is a really interesting year for me because I I was like super geeky in that crowd, like not unpopular. Like I had friends. I just found my right group of people that like the same things as me. Um, and then by kind of fifteen, sixteen, I was full like going out every weekend and drinking. You were like, you were like Sandy and you changed. You met your Rizzo and you're like, do you know what? I'm putting some tight black trousers on and I'm off out. 
uptown. I, I did. I actually, I had a, and there was, I had an equivalent of a Rizzo um, who I used to sit with in drama. And, and it actually makes me a little bit sad because oh. I did, ha- I did have the equivalent of uh, what they call now a, a glow up. Glow up. At about age 15. But it's sad because I'm not sure if I was in many ways happier before that in my little bubble of geeky friends and oh this sounds like a netflix film yeah it's like you know the american team films where they have makeover yeah makeover scene or plain jane in neighbors but i think that might be a bit before your time but yeah makeover scene yeah yeah i know of plain jane so um at 15 i got highlights checked swapped my glasses for contact lenses um started wearing you know short skirts to go out on a night out and generally shifted friendship groups a little which was what I wanted to do that was like all anybody ever wants to be at um school is popular isn't it yeah Uh, but I actually I actually think the friends and like little group and life I had before that was probably nicer it's a cautionary tale don't try and don't don't I mean I I take that rule every day so I'm trying to be cool to me life's motto um what was your bedroom like because I think that gives a really indication of did you have posters up was it tidy what was it like my bedroom was so at 14 I had posters on so two whole entire walls of posters oh lovely they were a mixture of like boy bands and there was a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio <gasps> oh, in um, Romeo and Juliet Leonardo DiCaprio and I had a uh, Jack Ryder from EastEnders uh, section there was a whole section for Jack Ryder you like the floppy hair blonde I did I loved mm. the floppy hair blonde um I had uh Jay from five he was on my he was on my wardrobe with the, the eyebrow piercing yeah he's quite manly the Jay Jay from five I say was the man Edge. of the group yeah yeah bad boy. <laughs> bad boy did I at 14 um yeah so two two walls of posters I also had a load of inflatable stuff like blow up aliens those like blow up chairs Maybe they, did this miss me? Is this a trend that I missed out on? Is this? But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like people would have. It kind of followed like the lava lamp yeah. stage, where all of a sudden people started getting like, yeah, it was like blow up aliens or blow up armchairs or blow up bins. I just had a load blow of like bin. Weird... You put yeah. a flipping paper pin in it and it would bop. Fact, I won a load of stuff. From a competition in, I think, Ms. Magazine. What a classic, Ms. And one of the things was some was an inflatable handbag. Did you go um, and wear it? Inflatable handbag and a um a thing of IMAC hair removal and something else that I won because I wrote into Ms. Magazine on a postcard because my mum had postcards. For what did you say? What did, did you have to do something? Please, please help me with my hairy legs and give me a blow up bag. No, I don't know. I don't know. But I remember it's the thrill of winning because I like I just it just turned up. I'd written my address on it and this box just turned up and it was like you've won. Have some hair removal cream and a blow up bag. Hair removal cream. Oh my gosh, the smell of it. I can still smell it. It's not called that anymore, is it? It's called. I don't think. I think is it Veet. I don't think it's called. Oh, I don't know. I don't do anything with my legs. I like flipping bears. 
I've got no idea. So your bedroom sounds great, to be honest. It's a competition. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of a lot of random inflatables. I had um I did I did go for the the sun and moon phase. So I had a sun and moon mirror. My sister had the same one, and I remember the shop in town that we bought them from. Um and yeah, a little vanity, a little, little vanity case with all my with all my knickknacks. With all my knickknacks and my super drug makeup. Your uh, bedroom sounds really lovely. It sounds it nice. Was of, it was a, there were a lot of boys. Oh, and I used to at like 13, 14, my sister used to let me have the uh more magazine centerfolds that she didn't fancy. Oh. So cast offs, like Becca's cast off naked men. Um, more was a bit grown up, wasn't it? More I, magazine was a bit have like a strategically placed cushion or something um but they would be naked and they were up there next to my inflatable alien a strategically placed inflatable <laughs> bin yeah my, bin. Room, my room was great a little tv with the little vhs player in it you know the yeah i had a pink one. Oh no hang on did i have a pink one or did i wish i had a pink one i can't remember how it's been so long i think mine was blue um but yeah it was it was it was great. What it. kind of music were you into? Were you into your boy bands? Were you never ever in? What were you doing? I was into boy bands and girl bands. Um, Alanis Morissette. Oh, yes. Um, I used to sing, I used to like sing shout Alanis Morissette songs about. Like you are a heartbroken like, woman. Like I am a wronged woman. Yeah, I was, wronged. I was actually 12. Yeah. Did you go down on her in a theatre? What's that a little Loads of basically all the now all the now tapes yeah so quite eclectic um Spice Girls obviously that was my first the Spice Spice Girls was the first album I had on tape which um, Spice Girl did you wish you were Baby Spice <gasps> oh um, yeah I was I've got a picture of me somewhere with some school friends and I was Baby Spice if Baby Spice had glasses that took up two and a fringe and an inflatable handbag. Yeah, and they were handbag and hair removal cream, even though she hadn't grown any hair yet. <laughs> so at school, we've kind of gleaned you were kind of in the middle, not cool, not not cool, nice, happy, like medium. What is a fashion faux pas apart from the inflatable handbag? What outfit did you wear that you were like, I looked absolutely amazing? With hindsight, you looked a state. I had a pair, right, which now actually I'm sure would be would be fashionable and acceptable but I had this pair of dark brown cords yeah 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 um but at the time there are pictures of me and friends going to like on a school activities we went to Alton Towers and loads of other stuff there's this picture of us sat in the services and it's clear from the other 29 people in my class that nobody else was wearing anything like this at the time so they were I don't know why. I think maybe it was because they were brown or, but they just looked quite strong. I don't know why you were wearing brown cords. Did Alanis wear brown cords? Did Jay from Five wear brown cords? No, I can't find, there's nobody else. Like all my friends are in, are just in variations of whatever shape jeans were. You boot you like brown. What did you wear with the brown cord? What was on your top? It was like, it was like, I want to say a denim jacket. Oh, jacket it was not. It was like a blazer. I just don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Do you know what I'm thinking in my head? Denim blazer. <laughs> I was trying to make a denim blazer with brown. What was on your feet, oh. trainers? 
trainers and I wore really I always went for really like surfy brand trainers because yeah. I, like the sort of trainers that I'd seen the 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 skater boys in my year wearing because that that was generally the all the people that I was trying to impress so so you were like I did I think a common thing when you're a teenager is dress like the boys you fancy but then they don't fancy you so I did a lot of bomber jackets yeah nice. I did a lot of um tartan trousers with white shirts ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. Now, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 18, so this, it did not pan out well for me, really. <laughs> the bomber, the white shirt, tartan combo was not... Not, not mean, a good look. It was their loss. It was their loss. It was it? their loss. It was their loss. So who was your um first snog? You don't have to say the name, but like some deets on your first snog, please. Um, so my first snog was a disaster. Oh. Um because hmm. I must have been actually I must have been about 14. It was I'm calling this the cusp year because I'm Yeah, I I'm so I jealous of it. I super cool at 15 or 16 I'm just saying like the difference between yeah. me at 13 say and the difference at me at 15 is yeah. massive in terms of my like social standing uh in terms of coolness so I had a snog at 14 with a boy in outside a football club party lovely he tasted like he'd just eaten a burger because <laughs> he had and I fancied one of his older brothers um but obviously you know, wasn't on their radar. So I thought, well... Do you know what? I'm going for the second best. Was he older than you or the same age? year older, I think. Oh, that's quite glamorous. I've never spoken to him before. And I oh. never again after either. Have um, you ever seen... Does he still live? Do you still... Have you ever seen him? Um, I haven't ever seen him, no. I've seen, like... <laughs> I've seen his family. Uh... And yeah, he probably I would I would say he probably wouldn't remember. And maybe you're the love he lost. <laughs> maybe he sees these Sunday Times bestsellers and he's like, oh, it could have been me. Or, you know, he's just like I hope she writes a love story about me and her. I only remember that kiss because it was the because it was my first one. Burger kiss. There was nothing, it was a proper it was like it was like tongues yeah just she spit oh god it was awful um and I didn't really enjoy it and I didn't even really fancy him um but it got it out the way so got, then, it, out, got it out your system I think I don't think first kisses are ever 
a success story, mm. really. It's not like, you know, Leonardo and Claire Danes. You know what? It wasn't like that. And no. I, I was, you know, uh, that's what I was hoping for. But there we go. It was, I didn't even really like him, but I felt, you know, you feel, you feel great, don't you? You're like, this is oh. it. I'm a, I'm a woman I've, now. Oh my God. I've talked about this. It's just, the teenage years have some terrible bits, brown cords, inflatable handbags, smelling of a map. But they have some, go- like, for, like the thrill of a first kiss. I know. The going uptown, hang- knocking about with your mates. Like, all that. Getting ready for Getting stuff. Getting ready. Like, all that. Like, when you when you said, you know, how old were you and, and where? what year was it? And I worked, we just said then, like, 2001. I remembered the year before buying a top from Tammy Girl that said Party Babe 2000 on it to celebrate the... Uh, the millennium. The millennium um, where the whole world was supposed to explode and nothing yeah. happened. And there was me in my Party Babe 2000 sleeveless top that I had to then go and buy a Wonder Bra to put underneath it because I was completely flat-chested. Yeah. Um, but that was okay. And I just remember thinking, like, well, what a time. What a time. I used to wear three Wonder Bras. One on top. I mean, I don't need it now. But one on top of each. I mean, I was like, it literally, it was like a harness. I don't know how I, br- I was like... <laughs> hello boy you know they had hello boys but like I couldn't breathe I had so many wonder bra oh my one it was just such a thrill and like I know this sounds really but do you remember like buying your first thong yeah and putting it on and being like <gasps> yeah oh gosh and then but then that was the time when you'd put it on but then you'd think I remember being at school <gasps> and first of all being like I remember getting fitted for a bra, right? I thought you'd say fitted for a thong. I was gonna go, Sarah, what are you, in Cornwall, what are they doing? <laughs> I remember getting fitted for a bra, and um, I really didn't need a bra, right? No. My mum was trying to push me down the avenue of like going to the like MS had a range for like teens, and it was it was basically a crop top, and it was like that's not gonna cut it because I want the adjustable straps, I want the adjustable straps. Yeah. In assembly and fiddle with the straps yeah, and you can be like oh my. I've got a bra on and that you want them to see it through the shirt a little bit when you're doing oh, like, oh, I've, just, I've just got to ping this yeah yeah and then yeah so the thong era was then we would all because we were wearing the super low-rise hipster black hipster trousers really low-rise with that were flared that would completely cover our kickers and the thong would you know intentionally rise up and you'd be like yeah. oh Oh dear. Oh, oh, can you see my thong? Oh. Yeah, as I lean down to pick up my textbook. Oh, let me just readjust. Yeah. It. All whilst being in complete agony because <laughs> thongs <laughs> are desperately uncomfortable. They're thrush factories. They are yeah. horrific. Like we were buying the really cheap, you know, cheap material, cheap. I think Topshop, it used to be something like five thongs for five pounds. Or I do, I do remember there was some sort of thong offer. And I'd go in and be like, oh, that one's got a, a puppy on. Yes. Uh, oh, a bit of diamante. Oh, yes, please. I'll have that. Pl-. But, you know. You what, sorry? Diamante one will be the one for your night out. A little gem. Your night. <laughs> your night. Oh, put your night out thong on. Yeah, I was desperately uncomfortable in my underwear for probably a decade. Now it's supermarket all day, every day. Massive pants. Bras that definitely need to go. It's all, it's all bobbly, my bra is. Okay, so one thing that you deem a huge success when you're a teenager, so that made you feel good, that you're like, I'm smashing it, that you were just like, this is great. 
Um, do you know what? It's really tricky because I think my teenage years were so, I was so fixated on being, trying to be popular and I don't know, be noticed, I think, that mm. I only considered wins to be like, things in my private life like being invited to parties or, or a, a cool boy fancying you or somebody saying oh Sarah look yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and that ne- that like I didn't then really value the things that now if say I was talking to my own kids I would be like so I even though I'd like really gone for trying to be a bit cool and getting in with the group and you know, going out with them and smoking and drinking. <gasps> I know. Only when I was in the company of certain certain friends. Yeah. Um, Rizzo's of the... The Rizzo's of the world. Um, But I still maintained my, like, determination, like, academically. I was still yeah. deep in that heart. I just felt like I couldn't show it as much. And I did, I was pro- I was a proper boffin, so I properly aced my GCSE. Hang on, can we just stop on the word boffin? <laughs> yeah. Have we gone in a time, have we literally gone in a time machine? I don't think I've heard the word boffin. Or square I used to get called, you're so square. A boffin. Um, <laughs> yeah, a boffin, that's what I was. And so I was like trying to be in with the cool kids, but... I remember I was trying to, I was telling Henry about this the other day and he was like, mum, that's so tragic. So when I collected my GCSE results, there was a post-it, handwritten post-it note on it from the head teacher that was like, please come and see me once you've opened these. It's nothing bad. And it was basically because they were so good. Oh, that's really sweet. I did well. I did well. I did well at school. And that was a success, you know, in the background of that, to my my drinking and my my trying to... uh, trying to have a makeover like she's all that was it was that the film the one yeah 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 she's all that is that yeah 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 they've they've, 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 they've he's all that now isn't there where they they um, make over a boy I think yeah I was trying to be like that but also you know in the background like as you know my mum wasn't very well yeah um, and so I think that kind of I don't know I'm 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 proud of teenage me for coming out of that with good with good grades and and not ever letting that like desire to be cool completely undermine who I was which it's, was a it thing. sounds like you've got a good you had a good handle on being a teen yeah. it sounds like you've got had a good perspective on it um you didn't let your um more like urges of looking at the men with the inflatables in front of their bits over <laughs> override your I just, yeah. Sarah, I'm proud of teenage Sarah I think she did. Or I think she did all right. I think she went from being really uncool to trying to be cool, but still thinking, do you know what? You need some A stars. Let's do it. Let's do Sarah, it. Tell us your results. I, I feel like I need to hear your results. I'm excited. I got, I think it was like, I don't know how many GCSEs people did, but I did an extra one because of course, course I, she did. Of course she did. So I did extra media studies after school on a Monday um so whatever the total number was I think I got like four or five A stars and then the rest were A's except maths where I got a B that was my that was my oh that was you that, that was a dagger you that was, was let down um but yeah and I got all A's at A level um yeah I cannot relate to anything you're saying <laughs> apart from the thong, from the thong. <laughs> um, I did I did not get one A in anything 
Um, in fact, I did get a couple of Ds. And that was a bit, that was a bit shocking actually, because I went to a fancy grammar school. I think you did, re- I'm very, very, very pleased to hear that you did so well. I want to know your biggest flop though. We've heard about the A's, stars and everything. What's your biggest that you like, you cringe when you think of it, you're like, So many a cringe, cringy moment, but specifically at that age, like 13, 14, um, pre, pre the glow up of sorts, I saw an advert, (laughs) saw an advert for this thing that they were doing on the BBC. It was called like BBC talent or BBC kids talent or something like that. So it was um, like, was this, was this the pop idol era, do you think? Or was it a bit before that? It was, oh, actually, I don't know. It was certainly, we were certainly on to like Fame Academy by then. Yeah, oh, I love Fame Academy. Um, so, oh my God. Sneddon. David Sneddon. I, I still follow him. Stop on living the life. He's on Instagram. I follow him. Sneddon. I saw Fame Academy in concert with Sneddon there. I bought Stop Living the Lie single on CD. From yeah, was Lamar, was that Lamar? If there's any justice. That's Lamar, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I auditioned for this thing. It was like a kid's, basically to become like a team of, I think like news round reporters or something. They wanted kids to, to make a show. And God love me, I thought I could do that. Of course you could, you're a boffin. So I sent off to get the application form and it came back and it was really long and I had to fill out all this stuff about me. But then came to the bit where I had to do a little photo shoot in my garden and I got my sister to take photos of me. And Emma, oh God, it's the worst era. It's just... You know, have you you sent me, you sent me some photos. Is that one of the photos you've sent me? Yeah, the first photo I've sent you. (laughs) From the BBC talent photo shoot, right? Where I've I look great today, so I'm gonna get my sister to take some photos. And you've never seen a more awkward person. There was nothing about me that would have been able to have uh presented a TV show. You didn't have the X Factor, they weren't gonna look at you and go, That's like David Sneddon, she needs to be on the telly. Yes, it was like a charity thing, and they were trying to like boost my self-esteem. I had no X factor, none. And I spent weekend, the whole weekends doing this application form and putting my putting my little uh, portfolio of pictures of me posing in the garden. There was one where I was like, I know what will help. Let's get a picture of me with my guinea pigs. So I, got, so I got Muffin and Crumpet, the guinea pigs out, and we had a little photo in the garden. Anyway, those pictures are the the most awkward, worst thing you've ever seen. And I sent it off. And then at some point I got a letter back saying, oh, you know, we've, we've, we have filled the spaces and unfortunately you weren't successful. Do you know what? Their loss. Well, Just look at you now. Success yeah. story. They could have been doing a This Is Your Life programme. She started here. Now look where she is. Here's her with Muffin Crumpet. And now here's her with a, a multi-million book things, books. <laughs> I think they were, I think they were, I mean, I can actually imagine a team of people looking at these applications and going, oh dear, oh, like this feels, this feels like kicking a puppy. Yes. Yeah, they were just like, she can't hack, like, she can't hack this and just put, put on the. Awkward. Every photo is awkward. I can imagine the application form was awkward. God bless my mum and dad for being like, yeah, it'd be great. As a- it, 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 I, it, my Ethan would, 100% do that he and he would be convinced he was going to be chosen 
thought, like, this is it now. Well, I thought, God, I'm going to make everybody jealous at school yeah. when I I'm basically going to be a Blue Peter presenter. You're going to be with who is Blue Peter presenters? I can't think. John Leslie. The thing is, I hate being on camera. I hate it. I always, <laughs> as you know, I hate it. I go immediately. I do stuff with my arms. They all would have a sudden seem to grow in length. Almost until Mr. Tickle arms come out. Um, there's no part of me that should ever have been a TV presenter, even as a kid. So why I applied and why? And it, of course, I had to go and get that camera, that those photos developed. Yeah, like, it wasn't just a, a, on, mom, take it on my phone, we'll send it. It's a get the camera, go I, to the shop, print them out. Worst pictures, the worst pictures. And yet I remember thinking, oh, my sister's done really well with these. These are great. The, um, chi- the kind of childhood hope and faith in yourself is something that you lose and that makes me sad. Can you imagine me posting it? Oh, can I have some stuff? I post it. There's photos in there. They're really good ones. I've got this my carpet out. This um, is it, I'm gonna be a star. And then you just get older and as you graduate in your teens, you're just like, oh no, reality hits. Yeah, but um, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I don't think at the time, I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't have told any of my friends or anything. No. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a known flop. But I just remember thinking, actually, it was my, it was that first where you have that self-awareness of I'm actually not, I'm not cut out for this. This isn't something that I am probably good at, but um, I gave it, I gave it a go. It was an internal flop. Oh God. It was an in- yeah. It's just stuck with you forever. Okay. This is the question I like to end every podcast with. Do you wish you were a teenager now mm. or are you glad you were a teenager then? I'm glad I was a teenager then, I think. Yeah. Uh, I would be terrified of, like, all the stuff you have to navigate as a teenager anyway, to then have the added pressure of social media and... You would have put them pictures on social media. Oh you would have God. had your muffin and crumpet, and you'd have been, like, tagging in BBC. You'd have been, like, your next big start, and that would have haunted you for years. Is it? Because I think as well like I think my like generation of the people that are in their mid-30s now remember some of their teenage years without phones and technology and some with we kind of straddled those two yeah. years I was the I was the generation of MSN messenger and stuff like that after school and I can actually remember a certain amount of stress coming from that like logging on and seeing that somebody had logged on that you fancied and then I used to do this thing that everybody used to do on MSN Messenger which was log out and then log back in again just in case right. you used to log in okay then it- so what happened because obviously I was I'm older than you what happened if you logged in did that like pop up as a notification so I would think like oh x who I fancy who I sit with in maths um they're online but they probably haven't noticed that I'm online because if they had they definitely would have struck they up. would so I would log back out and then log back in again. But we all had song lyrics as our usernames. So nobody had like a name. It was all like, um, I had pink. Uh, it was like, um, you're just like a pill. Instead of making me better, you keep <laughs> making me ill. 1987, just logged in, just logged out, just logged in. Just uh, like on, a pill. I have Radiohead, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? 1989, just logged in, just logged out. Um, but I can actually remember a very specific stress associated with they could be talking to me and they're there, but they're not. And then, yeah. and then of course the phone would ring and that would knock out your internet. So they would, yeah. it would be game over anyway. Um, 
but I used to find that quite stressful. Like I liked the, I liked the teenage years when your social time with your friends was left at school and you, you know, you might phone them or you might see them after school. So I don't think I'd have coped very well with, I think I would have been an anxious social media. I mean, we're on social media and we're anxious as grown adults. (laughs) If I can't navigate people not replying to my messages or somebody watching my stories and I don't know why they're watching my stories because they don't follow me and I'm 35. Um, I'm 40 and I'm 45. I can't imagine what I would Yeah, no, I think I'm glad. I think it is, it is, it's really difficult and I do. Do you worry for your kids? I do, I do. I, I do worry for them because I just think they're so, ah, oh, it's, it's just, there's just this whole world out there that's just available at their fingertips and some, yeah. of, it, some, of, it is, some of it is terrifying and they're just constantly on call and in demand and contactable 24-7, aren't they? You know, if it's not on their phones, it's, they go, they're gaming in the evening and then they're chatting to people in the, that they know from school as they're doing their gaming or I don't know. I do worry about it, but I think we'll just, um, you know, we'll we'll work it out. We'll work I think I think like we adapted to different things. They adapted to different things. Like you, you had MSN and you're all right. I had, you know, I had a mo. By the time I was fifteen, I had a mobile that yeah. was paying to get credit and you know proper text speak because you didn't want to go over your characters and you know messaging messaging boys and and all of that so um you know different different times different different well thanks for hanging out with me thanks for phoning from the phone but I I am gonna go and google inflatable bins (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it send you a whole load of like nine (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it um I will speak to you later obviously Anna thanks very much for being on the phone box podcast Sarah Turner aka the Mumsy Bun it was so much fun catching up with Sarah and hearing all about when she was a teenager we have been friends for such a long time now and she really is a great she's just a great lady she is so talented and her books are so brilliant her stepping up book actually has been chosen as one of Richard and Judy book club books I tell you what when she told me that oh how we did scream and yes I sent her various memes and pictures of Richard and Judy um she is a a decade younger than me so it was nice to hear about stuff that I had never heard of I didn't know about inflatable I didn't know about inflatable bins, could you tell? I must have mentioned it 50 times. But it's nice to know that universal truths like getting your first thong <laughs> and having a terrible first snog uh, happen at, 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 for, to all teenagers, regardless of you being in the 90s or in the noughties. Is that what they're called, the noughties? I think so. Yeah, it was fab to chat to Sarah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Phone Box podcast. I will be back next week with another amazing guest who will take you down memory lane and chat all about the highs and the lows and the in-betweens of their teenage years. And today, I suggest you go to my Instagram. I am going to do a little highlight on my Brummy Mummy of Two Instagram where I'm going to put photos. going to put photos every week of the guests when they were teenagers, if they're brave enough to send it me. And also Sarah did send me, she WhatsApped me um, a picture of some inflatable chairs and things so I'll put that on there as well so go and have a little mooch over that and I will see you next week have a lovely week and lots of love bye
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.